Welcome back to Diamnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. I'm your other host, DM Neil, aka Jote Moniac. What's Jote Moniac oh stand gosh. for, you ask? <gasps> Jack of all trades, master of none, IAC. I've solved the puzzle. Yeah, whatever. This one's a this one's about puzzles, the most annoying thing you can add to your game. No! What? I love puzzles! So I'm just going to level with you. I'm an escape room junkie. I'm in an escape club. Every month, I meet up with friends and we do escape rooms. I love puzzles that much. I love them. I wrote I... Puzzle Master, a su- one of my best-selling, one of the best-selling supplements of all time on the Dungeon Master's Guild about puzzles in your games. Bam. I didn't say I didn't like puzzles. Oh, we should do that as the light bulb. That's a great idea. And solves the problem immediately. Also, I didn't say I didn't like puzzles. I said I didn't like adding puzzles to my game. Those are two very different things. (laughs) Let's see. I just spend a lot of time defending puzzles and and explaining why people are doing them wrong to make them hard. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) let's talk about it. (laughs) Welcome to the most contentious episode of Diamnastics Puzzles and Why Neil's Doing Them Wrong. No. Why Neil is doing it wrong. What? What gross alliteration did I use? Today's exercise is entitled Properly Preparing Perfect Puzzles. I'm glad you have to edit out those expletives. So So, we have an article and today it's classic puzzles. Every good already inflammatory. So (laughs) I've looked into a lot of SEO. So search engine optimization stuff, things like this. It's literally what Google is asking you to do. It will specifically denote that you are not using certain words in your yeah. title. It will tell you you're doing it wrong. So clearly they're doing it right. Classic puzzles. Every good DM uses good in Dungeons DM. and Dragons. Yep. Yep. You want to be good? Get on this level. Read this article. Oh, this is from Luke <laughs> Ackroyd. And it was updated like two weeks ago. <gasps> Ooh, fresh, fresh meat. That just screams Baldur's Gate 3. Don't don't convince me otherwise. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, yes. I learned a lot about SEO recently, and Neil is now jaded. Very wow. jaded to this process. Um, so, Heck, yeah. And it was all for you, dear listener. That I know a lot more about why these are built the way they are and how they're built. So we have learned a whole bunch more. But let's start with our first type of puzzle, which I think is interesting because I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I would have called this a puzzle. Okay, so so one sec. So these are like, they're saying these are classic puzzle scenarios, or these are specific puzzles that every good DM knows? Puzzling scenarios <laughs> is probably the best term to mm. use. Because our first one is a ghost ship. Okay. Oh, okay. These are very specific. Oh, boy. All right, so they're they're like new puzzles. Okay. Yeah, crossing seems impossible until a spooky ghost ship arrives, offering safe passage across the water. Oh my god, okay. Once the boat sets sail, the ghostly pirates begin to see sing, sea shanties. It becomes clear the ship is lost, yet the ghosts continue singing. Okay, and the party might be lost if they don't act quickly. Okay, so this puzzle is making... Like 17 assumptions about the options your players are going to say yes to, which is already problematic. But anyway, let's look past that. Okay, so to solve the puzzle, the players must find a map 
of the mysterious ocean river and convince the pirates to head in the right direction. Your players will need to come up with new sea shanties to tempt the pirates to sing that are linked to the landmarks they need to reach. Okay. I love the idea of this, but I feel like setting this up is going to be a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. But I will, I, admittedly, this is definitively a puzzle based on the way it has yes. been presented. So I no longer feel bad about saying puzzling scenarios because this is 100% this is a, puzzle. a puzzle that has a solution and in turn needs to be solved to accomplish. Yeah. What I like about it is that it is a creative challenge. So, which is something, you know, most puzzles you get in D&D are unfortunately like riddles. Uh, which are just not the the good type of puzzle for most people. And then second, you would get logic puzzles are the most common. So like, you know, follow the patterns, put things in this order, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a creative puzzle, which is really cool. As long as you have the right players for it, I feel like you really need, you know, that that player who wanted to be a bard to make up creative rhymes and stuff. Um, if you don't have that player, this might get rough. Yeah. This one has a lot of solutions that players may come up with are very, this is a nail and I have a hammer. These are ghosts yeah. and I can kill them. In a lot of way, in a lot of ways, a lot of the options that seem like they would present themselves definitely feel that way. I mean, it's got more of a, a, a definitely a jaunty vibe than typically I would lean more horror game this way if I'm yeah. introducing a ghost ship. But this is more... Disneyland adventure than it yeah. is um, something else. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you have the right party that's willing to like go with the narrative on this, this could be a lot of fun. But yeah. All right. I will admit I'm in love with the second one. Ooh. Okay. Tell me about it. So this is reverse puzzles. You enter the dungeon, but the dungeon has been cleared. Every trap has been sprung. <gasps> Everything has been disarmed. You get to the end of the thing you want. Boom. It's a reset. Everything's reactivated. Have fun, everyone. Cool. I like the idea of this a lot. Do you remember what happened? So my thing would be like, yeah. Do you remember everything you passed through? And so That's this gets cool. into an in an interesting nuance of like, okay, you you as there's a couple things that I would think of that I would want to do to personally prepare for this. I would not over embellish my maps. I would make sure that I'm not yeah. drawing too much when I draw the maps for them, if I'm drawing them at all. I can't tell how much of a hint I would want to give prior to this, because I, you know, with most puzzles, I don't want to feel like I really that I pulled the wool over their eyes completely and just left them without realizing what would happen. So and then from there, you're also OK, what benefits are you gaining on memory? Because, again, it's not if it's all in a single session. That's also probably how I would play it because I don't know that it's fair. I do feel like if you have like a note, a note taking player too, this could either like be really satisfying for them or be solved really easily, depending on how intense you made the memory stuff, right? Because if you have somebody who takes copious notes and they really write down every freaking thing you say, then this isn't going to be fun. It's not really a memory challenge. But if you do have a note-taking player who always sketches out the basics, like, they're going to get to shine, right? Because they're probably the only player who is actually paying attention um, during this, which could be good or bad. And you could also give them advantage. I mean, 
It's yeah. always interesting to because that's a little above the table, but I would still lean into that to say that that's that you know that's the person that takes the notes that heavily watches what's going on. I, like, why wouldn't I give that person and in turn their character advantage on what's going to happen in reverse? I like it. I like it a lot. I like this idea a lot. I had never considered this, and this is actually very clever. And I'm really interested in how it would work at a table. I feel like you would have to really be good about your notes, like what you gave them exactly, right, on your way through. So I would like write out the number of rooms and then make sure I had like three bullet points, right, that I used to describe each room or whatever that I hit and I made sure to hit as they went through, just in case they never looked at literally anything else. Yeah, I would be I would be as descriptive of each trap as I would be if they were the ones springing the trap, even though it is de- deactivated. Cool. That's a good idea. That's a good one. You redeemed it. <laughs> what do we have next? Okay, so this one we have trigger words. Uh, so 5e puzzles often involve lots of discussions between players, how to solve them, sure do. Uh, puzzle use that to your advantage. Uh, excellent option if you have a talkative group. I'm listening. Uh, so the party finds themselves in a room full of sliding doors and deadly gadgets. Uh, it seems impossible to get past. As the players begin to discuss, they notice that some of the traps stop and particular doors open. As they discuss further, traps activate again. Different doors slide and close. Okay, so that certain words are triggering different room components. Okay, so it might be commonly used words like the or and or triggers might be linked to tone of voice. Holy cannoli. Okay, nice. Okay, so while there's talking, this is basically like figure out the words and things are super reactive in that. Interesting. Interesting. Because I feel like this becomes a puzzle about like the PCs would definitely freak out because things are happening and then trying to figure out from the huge to the small, what was actually causing things to activate. That's interesting. I would put them in initiative if it were me to try and do, yeah. try and do this because of how much I think I would be. This is actually a time management device for me, putting them into initiative with as much as likely it would be happening. I don't think I would be able to keep pace if I'm not in initiative, if I'm not allowing myself to have that time to think through the process as they're saying certain words. Or using certain yeah. tones or, or doing whatever I think triggers and untriggers uh, the traps. Yeah, I've, I would probably, to set this up, I think, have them just talking normal and then describe things happening. And then they'll go like, whoa, freak out. And then when they start to circle around the idea that something they're saying or doing is affecting things, then I would put them in turn order to, like, actually try things. Because I think the the fun of this starts with a... Oh man, we didn't actually try anything. Wait, we were just saying things and things were happening. Wait, nobody say anything. Nothing is happening, right? And then it's like, and then you can work for there. This is cool. This is, I'm not sure how much the players would enjoy this. I feel like it might get tedious. Especially if you're like, ooh, just the tone of voice solution, right? Like that seems a little far, but. Yeah, I think it has a short shelf life, but I think it would work well as a room in a dungeon. Yeah, I think, but not not much more than that. And yeah, finding out what the trigger word is for on and off and and quickly getting them there quickly will definitely be needed. This is a great puzzle to insert if you haven't planned a lot and you uh, you just need your players to talk for like an hour to figure something out. Right. To fill time is what this feels like. But definitely a one and done for sure. But very clever. It's a it's unique. 
Dear listener, we have quickly Dear realized... listeners, we have an announcement, a PSA, in the middle PSA. of this episode. Uh, when you go to this when you go to this website, and it's in the show notes, uh, there are 33 options that have all been written out to this effect. Um, in many ways, it's like a tiny supplement that has been written online and presented to you as a spicy article, and it is not For that free. at all. Yeah. It is literally yeah. just 33 different puzzle-based wow. options written out that you could use for your players. So we will dabble into but a few more, and I think we'll probably come back. Yeah, this is uh, it's a great topic that I love talking about. So yeah, we'll definitely have to come back because neither of us scrolled far enough to realize how many, dear listeners, there were for you. We did not. Sure did it. So wow. what is what is the next one that you would like to talk about? I will do one more and then we will call it there. Oh, it's the freezing tunnel. And what I like about this is it has a piece of art from Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, which was the wizard's book I wrote on. So it feels extra Ooh. special. I hope it's good. Okay, the freezing tunnel. So this puzzle would fit in well with an Arctic setting, you don't say, but could fit in a dungeon or two. Blah, blah, blah. So the players must get through a long tunnel, which has completely frozen solid. So they can chip away, but over time it continues to freeze again, putting them at risk to get it frozen. Uh, the tunnel is full of frozen monsters that awake when freed from the ice. Um, so the puzzle of navigating involves pre pressure on the players. They have to defeat the monsters while simultaneously chipping away the ice before it freezes everyone. So the monster they defeat have parts of them, such as, oh, magical claws or sharp glowing limbs that they can use to break each chunk of ice before them instantaneously. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. So it's like a twist on a key puzzle, basically. So if you can defeat the monsters fast enough, you can take whatever they have on them to get through the ice faster. So it's really about racing to beat the monsters as quickly as possible so that way the tunnel won't freeze and you have to lose progress. Hmm. Well, I like the idea of this. I feel like you really need an external pressure to make this work because otherwise it just becomes an arena fight of monsters, right? There's no real clever way to solve this otherwise. My thought, I think, is always with puzzles, what is a complete fail condition? Like, what if, yeah. you know, what if this goes completely wrong? So I think here is like, okay, so what if it cut, what if you're incapable of doing this in X amount of time, then travel between these two places is cut off and basically either a hardship or straight up death is in the cards if you're not able to accomplish this. The other thing I think of is what if you don't do it and you lose a player to the ice that you then have to break out? Are you going to give them exhaustion? some condition uh something like that or yeah what will you lose like like you said there needs to be some stakes what are you going to lose if you're yeah. not able to accomplish this in a timely manner i also feel like it's either you know you need the stakes to make this work or you need to give them some way to figure out the clever option so what i would do is like oh here are three frozen walls and you can see the monsters inside each of them which one do you fight right Ooh. and then like one has silver claws right one is like a mummy and one is something else right so figuring out which are the monsters that are going to give you something that helps you move forward is actually a puzzle whereas the scenario is written is pretty much just a normal dungeon crawl right it's like smash a wall fight something smash a wall fight something all you gotta do is add an s tunnels yeah 
tunnels. And then that way they have to be smart about like, oh, okay. Or like they can make checks based on like those monsters. What do they know about them? Right. Cause like if you have, again, something like, I don't know, if you have like a construct, right? Like an iron golem is immune to all kinds of damage. So fight the iron golem, right? Get that arm, smash through something way better option than fighting a gelatinous cube or whatever, right? So it kind of plays on knowledge and like puzzle solving. And I would and if, I would probably go with like a binary option and then reduce yeah. the amount of time that they're allowed to think through it. And right. so like A or B, let's go, let's go. Okay. Yep. And then let's go, let's go. Yeah. And I try to pick really scary looking things uh, oh. on one side and something weak on the other. And they'd be like, oh my god, what's the choice? And be like, ha. See, that's fun. Like when they they the clever haha, that's what you really want out of this. Okay. I'm in love with this one too. Just because I think that just because I think this is very funny. Uh, Tell me about it. Brewing potions. Ooh. Oh, have you seen the YouTube, the potion seller? No. Oh, I will find it for you. It's just one person using like a weird camera trick back and forth, acting as a fighter and a potion seller. Amazing. And they do a really weird voice and like, you're not strong enough for my potions. But a potion no. seller, I need them. <laughs> potion seller. Look it up. It'll be in the show notes. I'm going to put potion seller in the show notes. Okay. But basically brewing potions, you've been hired by a potion seller. And I, I think we're going to go go the route of very eccentric uh, yeah. A labeling system that they're the only person that would even remotely know of course, what it of means. Course. But you're tasked with completing the demand. I personally would make this a cause and effect. The players have done something. Now they have basically disrupted the process of this potion seller. They need to go help. And they're stuck in the back room and they're needing to fill, fulfill orders. The example that is given is that basically someone wants to be able to help swim in a frozen lake. So do you have yeah. a potion of diving coupled with a potion of campfire? You can swim better Aww. and underwater, but you feel but you feel warmer. But you can go as, as wild as you want. The alternative option is basically they find a fishy potion and a hot sauce potion and they combine it. <laughs> now the person has gills and they're basically their mouth is on fire. So they feel warm the entire time. This is amazing. I love this puzzle. And you know why this puzzle rocks? It's because it's so many indie games. <laughs> have mm -hmm. this right like the customer requests like you're behind the counter have to make creative choices and you give them weird prompts like this is a very successful strategy used in a lot of video games so what's super fun about this is being able to do this in a game i do feel like there would be problems with some groups like getting them to buy into the scenario of this and like so you'd have to go with players who are willing to be creative and realize this is kind of breaking the fourth wall, right? And like, we're doing a fun creative challenge instead of like having a wizard standing there going, well, I can taste every potion and I can tell what it does, right? Um, so for some groups, this may not work, but... I think the other thing that's really nice is that another thing to think about with puzzles is having... Like, there are no wrong answers with these equations, yeah. basically, right. but there are certainly less right answers. Um, you know, the diving and campfire. You found the perfect solution, the two potions that combine perfectly to solve this person's order. Is it that they tip more? Is there, you know, whatever mechanic you're finding to make that true? Obviously, gills and hot sauce, not the most correct answer. It still but gets the order fulfilled. Very creative. Yeah, exactly. And I, oh yeah, and I yeah, love so, this answer, but definitely not the right. 
Yeah, the players who love this will love this, but you have to be really good at making sure you have lists of options that can be combined in several different ways, right? To prepare for this puzzle. Mm. I feel like this is a lot of preparation, but would be worth the payoff if you have a group that's just like loves the creative aspect of it. Yeah, I don't. That's it. So the tough one in this scenario for me, for me as a dungeon master is I don't know how prepared i want to be like do i want right. to go in cold cold concept i just have orders is that all i'm going to walk to the table with or am i going to also have potion options no i think i think, I think I to make this work you have to have a list of the potion models like you have to have an inventory right that's Cause what i was thinking too. otherwise because otherwise it's not fun if you're just like coming up with things because the player will go oh they're cold i'm gonna make a, a potion of antifreeze there you go right like and then that solves it so there's no the puzzle solving requires giving them pieces, I feel like, to ha- to be able to solve the puzzle. Otherwise, it's just imagination, which is, you know, fun in a lot of ways. But for puzzles, just saying things it isn't how puzzles work. Right. You need rules. You need structure. So that means we've done it. So if you enjoyed that and you have your own puzzles that you want to share with us, you can always head over and you can email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. And of course, if you head over to Twitter, you can follow our daily dmnastics at dms underscore block. That's at dms block. And of course, I am at Jote Moniac and Celeste is at C Conowich. And for everything else on the network, blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. As always, a huge thank you to the bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. You can find out more about Bombarded at bombardedcast.com. And rather than let these mental gains go to waste, let's head to taking your supplements. Taking your supplements! I was very puzzled about what we would talk about for taking your supplements. Celeste, what do you think we should talk about? Well, Neil, it's funny because, you know, you said puzzles and then I was like, oh boy, Neil, isn't it perfect? I've written something about this. So uh, on DMs Guild, like... Uh, you know, a million years ago, I wrote a supplement and posted it. It's called Puzzle Master. And so if you go to DungeonMastersGuild.com, DMs Guild, uh, you can get Puzzle Master, which is a supplement of a bunch of puzzles, 10 puzzles, perfectly suited for any TTRPG game, ready to plug and play into any game. So this is exactly what you want if you have ever been that DM who has gone to your Google search before a game and been like, Good puzzles for D&D. If that is you, this is what you need, dear friends. Uh, For only $5.95, you can go and you can pick up Puzzle Master. And what's great about this is I was writing this when I was a DMs Guild adept. An amazing team involved top to bottom. So this also features puzzles from, I mean, me, James and Tricasso, and MT Black, uh, who, I mean, James and MT are huge awesome, awesome designers in the space. It's got beautiful handouts from Stacey Allen, who is a god of like graphic design and layout. And so everything is ready to go plug and play either in a VTT. We made it super VTT print friendly or, you know, your analog stuff. You can just print these out and have these ready to go. But they're just different puzzles um, to drop in. And what's great is we also have suggestions on how to run puzzles how to give hints. We have hints built in as well as like checks, how to deal with like frustrations, pain points. And if you really enjoy puzzles, we even include guidelines for actually playing through all the puzzles as if it were an escape room style 
like dungeon. Uh, so if you want to run a puzzle dungeon, there's like a whole, you know, characters scenario, like all, all ready to go, or you can just use the puzzles individually. So I would love if you picked it up. It's, it's got a lot of great reviews. Um, it's a best mithril seller, which means one of the best selling products ever on the DMs Guild ever in uh, all the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of things people make. Holy cow. That's, that could not be more true, that number. It, yeah. Let's uh, check it out. I would love to share it with you and uh, be, don't be like me and just keep Googling stuff. Get, get this thing that I made <laughs> and, and just have something ready to go. <laughs> yep. And there'll be, as always, there will be a link in the show notes where you can check out Puzzle Master, which I can already see. I've already looked at this. I know I have it. I mean, you brought it to my own memory. And I, I'm going to be honest. I feel very dumb about not pulling this back up when doing all my Dungeon 23 stuff. Oh, Ridiculous. yeah. You've got to get fool. in there. Um, uh, it's just fool. puzzles. Ready to go. Done. So, yeah. Link in the show notes and make it a double mithril bestseller. That's not a thing, but it can be in our heart it of can't, hearts. can't get higher. In our hearts, it can be double mithril, triple platinum mithril. Thank you. So, but with that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listeners, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. And to do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DM Nastics so your players don't ask, do you even 